I was watching television Thursday night when I watched TV and it gave me a fright. Paul and Jamie Buckman were there. Jerry Seinfeld and his flowy hair. And on Fox was the Simpson gang. Then on the telephone, it did rang. I answered it up. And who was there? The person before with the flowy hair. Mad about you. <laughs> mad about, mad about you. Mad about, mad about you. Who's the person? It's with mad the... about, mad. Oh, sorry. No, it was Jerry Seinfeld. But Why? <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. He's a wolf man and he has long hair. Did I forget to mention that Jerry Seinfeld's a wolf man in this version of the song? Yeah. That's my Also, fault. you referenced him earlier with curly hair. His curly, flowy hair. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't think you can. He had like short, long hair. <laughs> he had short, long hair. Yeah. Yeah, he's famous for that it. That was fun, though. Is that a Halloween illusion? That is a oh, that's Halloween tribute. No, the that, Monster Mash. The Monster Mash, yes. Oh, that's a very good Monster Mash. Well, thank you. It wasn't quite as good as I'd hoped. Did you write it ahead of just time? Fine. No, that was top of mind. That's head. very impressive. Well, thank that you. That also explains the lyric, The on the telephone, it did ring. It did. <laughs> Which makes no sense. <laughs> John, welcome to Mad About Mad About You. Oh, this thank is you. your weekly <laughs> Mad About You recap <laughs> podcast. My name is Russ. And Fader, I'm John Marvelly. And John and I were talking immediately before this about the benefits of doing improv comedy versus doing films that are pre-recorded. And where it's just like, when it's pre-recorded, you know it's good. And when it's improv, it can be good or it can be not so good. Mm -hmm. And to prove that, I recorded myself saying the telephone, it did rang. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was still good. Well, thank you. <laughs> Yo, it's those little surprises that are the real meat. Exactly. Don't you hate that? It's, I hate when people say that. Yeah, I went their noises just... off to see someone screw up. <laughs> I went to Hamlet to watch someone drop a line. Yeah, that's the magic yeah. of theater. Oh, man, somebody's telephone rang and they yelled at them from the crowd. It was my favorite part yeah. of the show. Well, then you're an What's idiot. The name of the What's the name of the show? I don't remember. Yeah. I do know that somebody's telephone rang and that Patty Lapone yelled at them. Yeah, they go sit in a funeral and call someone who's there. <laughs> if that's that is that is a leap, John. I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's a leap. Well, no, yeah, I... go sit in a funeral. Yeah, it's, a, it's a leap to an adjacent rock. <laughs> is that that's my favorite kind of music? Adjacent rock. <laughs> that's where I'd put Hootie. Sure. Hootie and the Blowfish, very adjacent, right? Yeah. Absolutely. How are you? We are in weird places right now. Yeah, I'm in New York. I'm in Ohio. Yeah. You're enjoying your time in New York? Yeah. You're enjoying your time in Ohio? I'm having a blast. I'm on vacation, as are you. This is not a working trip to New York. Yes, you. it is. I'm, is I'm it? literally doing this from my office, to be honest. <laughs> that's, that's true. I stayed at work late. <laughs> I'm literally, this is the most work-oriented that this trip that's, and episode could be. <laughs> that's very true. Normally, when you're... Out in L.A., you shoot from 
your home, which is your home. And now I'm like, you're not at work. And there's a gigantic whiteboard behind you. Yeah, I'm literally at work. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is why we don't script the show, folks. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make a bunch of mistakes. Really savor a bunch them. Of mistakes. Savor each one. <laughs> I'm glad New York is treating you well. Oh, always. It's raining today. I love it. Nice. Because nice, who cares? Nice. It's just weather. <laughs> Up here, I mean. God, you know. Sure. You know what I mean. Yes. I was just thinking about Texas. Yes, likewise. Our thoughts are with you, Texas, right now, for sure. And also our money. We're giving money. We're not just thinking. Yeah, we're giving money yes. right after we finish <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah i'll shame you into making a, don a donation absolutely yeah, no i was gonna yeah i text the harvey text harvey to uh whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um well wonderful everybody do that rise guys rise gals give to harvey relief so let's rise together let's ah uh, rise to the occasion rise to the occasion john i love it well done so we watched more mad a about fundraiser a fundraiser <laughs> Holy moly, forget about talking about the show. Mm. We're just going to do 30 minutes of different versions of this comment. We got an email. Did I send it to you? Yes. Yes, you we did. We finally got an email. I have not yet. Yes. Which was a thrill. Thank you. For sure. So much for reaching out to us. Yeah, we got an email from a guy named David, a listener, who I think we've interacted with, right? We certainly may have, yeah. I feel like, I feel like we have. But he pointed out to us that uh, our terms of endearment for the listeners are very Paul Reiser oriented. And there are many fans out there who tune in for Helen Hunt or Lila, Lila, Lila Kenzel, Lila. or uh, well, Richard Kind, as we know. For sure. Or John Pankow. Or I, well, I could go on and on. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's do better, Russ. Let's add to the list of terms. Rise guys, rise gals, hunters, <laughs> huntresses. Oh, Huntresses isn't bad. Hunters and Huntresses? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Actually, it's pretty good. I'm already warm on it. Leela's and Leela men. Okay, they can come organically. <laughs> no, these, no, they can't. they're bad. I have to shoehorn these. <laughs> these are bad. <laughs> these are bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, these are bad. That being said, David, thank you for reaching yeah, out. Thanks. And thank you for bringing this to our attention. Yeah, anyone can email us at any time. Uh, madaboutyoupod at gmail. Everything's madaboutyoupod. Whatever you want to do Met, to us, yes. Mad About You Pod is the way to do it. Yeah. On any send platform. Us, send us suggestions of what you would like us to, to say. Be called. Or, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Send, send us whatever words Tell you us want what us to, to say. Speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, this episode of Mad About You was episode 28 of the show, season two, episode six, called The Unplanned Child. Yes. Came out on October 28, 1993. John, I don't think that the unplanned child... Was the unplanned child an allusion to anything? Doesn't it sound like it? But no, it I don't does. think so. I don't either. I looked up... I was like, oh, is it a play on something called The Planned Child? And I was like, ooh, let's search for The Planned Child. And when I did, I found that it was a poem. A very famous poem that was written in 1996. That makes... So <laughs> oh, wow. So this is proof of time travel. Yeah, this is a time travel app. We thought it was just Halloween, but also there's nods to wormholes in time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it's very anything. Very spooky. I think it's just nothing. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And then I was like, 
is it the other part? Is it not the planned child? I'm like, should, do we keep going? Is it the unplanned something else? Or is it the blank child? Is it the golden child? And instead they're saying, oh, instead of golden, it's the unplanned child. So six but hours later. Not. Yeah. <laughs> six hours later, here we are. Sorry I was late to record. Ah, uh, <laughs> he's making fun of me, guys, because I was late. <laughs> so, yeah. So what was the TV Guide synopsis? It's not bad. It's... I'll. I'll be the judge. No, you won't. I will. It, <laughs> it's not bad. Okay. I do like prefacing it with my opinion before I read it to color sure. everyone so that I come out right. Sure. The issue with this one is they try to make it a re- the thing they make a reveal is not interesting. Okay. You know, it's not the crux of the show. Like, it's not what adds to the conflict. It's like, again, lately I feel like I feel like they're copying <laughs> the wording of Shakespeare but not the heart, which bothers okay. me. Like they, it's like they don't get the show. They just kind of know how it should sound when they write it as a blurb. Sure. They're not making it personal enough. Yeah. Specific. Let's not even read it. Anyway. No. I'm joking. That's stupid. Oh, my then the gosh. The show would <laughs> fall apart. This is, the whole show's yeah. built on this, on this I'll walk. segment. <laughs> you don't want to You don't want to read the TV Guide thing. This is it for us, pal. Okay, so here it is. Mm-hmm. Paul forgets to tell Jamie that they're babysitting his nephew, Dash, on Halloween. Just lose on Halloween. Because what if... This episode could happen on any day. But yeah, you're right. But it is a Halloween episode, and that is important. Ugh, you are always taking the side of, like, money. Because <laughs> I didn't think about that. And that's a good point. They're trying to market yeah. it to be like, this is a Halloween episode. Big Halloween's got me in their pocket. Yeah, unfortunately, it's true. my brain doesn't work as uh, in such a money-oriented way. <laughs> Look, Bernie bro. All right? I don't need this from you. <laughs> But no, uh, I I just think they don't need the dash because it's just an element. It's just like that's a great. Edit. It's not the fact that they're you know they're like, can you believe it's on right. Halloween? No, that's a great compromise. Instead of just yeah, he didn't you know he forgot that his sister's dropping off their kid on Halloween. Yeah, you're right. Boy, you would be great at whatever job negotiates between the copywriters and the business people. It's called proofreading, and that is my job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Well, wonderful. I got to tell you, John, this was a fun television night. You're watching NBC. Oh. Also, we were off Mm -hmm. last week, right? Because we skipped two weeks. Did we? Last week was the 14th. Last episode. Last week was the 14th. That's true. They, yeah, we they did. They said we got to reassess. They said, yeah. time out. Let's chill. Oh, that <laughs> makes me wonder what happened the the previous week. Because that's a, that's a bit of a strange thing to do, isn't it? Well, no. I mean, people take weeks off on TV all the time. Yeah, but for, but for something. It's not, uh, it's not typically just like, we're not going to have a new episode. Well, it could have been like It'll some business like, thing, like sweeps or I don't, I don't know, or non-sweeps, unsweeps, yeah, I, 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 yeah. mess. It could have been <laughs> mess. I like that all I said was, I wonder what was on. And you're like, nothing. It could have been nothing. Nothing <laughs> Nothing happened. Well, no, I mean like a re- like reruns probably. That's all I mean. I, I don't mean dead maybe, air. Maybe. I just wonder. I'm After this, we're going to look it up and then you're going to, oh, man, are you going to eat your words, John? Okay. Robert. But what was on yeah. on the 28th? Fox, 8 o'clock. Everybody's favorite yellow family, The Simpsons. Oh, I did not know where that was going to end. <laughs> yeah, in a good way. 
Literally um, yellow, not trying to be a jerk. They had a Halloween um, thing? It was. It was a Treehouse of Horror episode. Oh, classic. The fourth. Are you are you a Simpsons guy? No. At all? I mean, I probably would have liked it a lot if I'd watched it. I just wasn't allowed. And then we moved. Allowed. It's just tough. Sure. So you kind of missed the boat there. I missed all the, I missed the 25-year-long Simpsons <laughs> boat. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a boat pull out so slowly from a pier. <laughs> just Mac Raining still waving. Uh, yeah, he's like, just, we're three feet away. You could still jump. Uh, yeah, do you want to jump? You want to come like, on? Nah, here? I don't want to get wet. You're like, no, you have a. I think I get it. Uh, <laughs> family, ocean, fine. <laughs> But I get it. It's like a big episode. Yeah, it was the fourth one they ever did. The Treehouse of Horror, number four. Oh, do they do and that it was every a really year? Good one. They do it every oh, that's year. That's fun. And have you ever seen any of them? The Simpsons or Treehouse of Horror? Treehouse of Horror. No. They do three different short, spooky, funny stories. Oh, I see. Okay, that's fun. So, you know, each act is a different. Oh, that's great. You know, self-encapsulated That sounds thing. great. It's great. And so this one uh-huh. was, this was a classic. The first one was The Devil and Homer Simpson, where Homer sells his soul for a donut. Uh, and funny. the devil is Ned Flanders. <laughs> and at one point, yeah, Homer eats all but the last bite of the donut. And he's just like, oh, so if I don't finish this. You don't get my soul. Ah. And then and then he falls asleep and he wakes up and in a daze he goes to the fridge ah. where the last <laughs> bite of donut is and there's, you know, post-its that say do not eat right. daddy's soul donut. And he eats it and then he winds up going to hell where they force feed they're like, You like donuts, eh? Well, here, have all the donuts you can have. And they force feed him just like six donuts at a time on the biggest track of donuts that you can imagine a machine just feeding him yeah. donuts yeah. and then they and then they cut back and he's got a huge belly and he's just still um 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 at one point he's like, more no <laughs> that's fun that's great um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I liked it. I liked the first half. It's good. It's all good. And then um, I'm sure it's great, but it's really fun. <laughs> well, uh, Lionel Hutz shows up, who Who's was a that? lawyer. L- Lionel Hutz was a lawyer voiced by the most wonderful, the late Phil Hartman. Oh, I, I and... met him. I met him. I watched an episode that he was on once. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Uh I meet so many great people that work <laughs> through my television. Through your television. <laughs> yeah, and he says at one point, I watched Matlock in a bar last night with the sound off, so I think I get the gist. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. It's pretty great. And then the second act of the episode was called Terror at Five and a Half Feet, and it was a play on the old Twilight Zone episode mm. with oh uh, yeah uh, with the thing on the William wing. Shatner yeah, where yeah, the, yeah. the things on the wing yeah, yeah. and uh, there's a gremlin on the side of a bus <laughs> and Bart sees it and everybody thinks he's crazy yeah. fun and fun. Uh, yeah sure and at the end the gremlin goes flying off the bus and Flanders hits him with his car and he goes and he picks him up and he's like oh it's some sort of hideous monster oh look at that he's trying to claw my eyes out. <laughs> yeah, those ones don't get me in the right way. Not getting you. But I can. Something... I'm, I'm deafened by the the future laughs of the uh, our audience listening to that. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I'm not Harry Shearer and telling a joke to a person 
uh, via a Skype call is maybe not the best way to communicate some new humor. Well, it's probably 50-50. <laughs> That's fair. You can imagine then how much worse it must be to not be able to see you in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And uh, so the the last part of the episode is Bart Simpson's Dracula, uh-huh. which is a, tra- a play on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> that one I got. <laughs> By the way, and uh, <sighs> Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns is Dracula in the episode. Perfect. And at one point, Homer says, "Lisa, vampires are make believe, just like elves, gremlins, and Eskimos." <laughs> Pretty fun joke. Oh, you don't think so? Mm. Or is it just that you can't say Eskimos anymore and that joke should now be first peoples? No, it makes me uncomfortable. All top to bottom. No, just the Eskimo part. Okay. Well then we'll just say vampires are make believe, just like elves and gremlins. And that was the joke. But elves and gremlins are make believe. You're right. Oh, I get the we joke. Need that. I get the we need that. Oh, wow, we are need you doing that, a, I'm sorry, are you doing a lesson? We need that Eskimo are you part. Teaching we need me a that lesson? Eskimo part to make it to make it funny, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> I learned I wasn't you know, to be can I be honest? Please. I kind of stopped listening for part of the joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't get it. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> so I was like, they'll hear it. They'll like it. Why do I have to listen? <laughs> Just yeah. for like a second. And I missed the one that one part. Great. The, you know, sure. the setup. I I, believe me, I understand how that can go. Yeah. Oh, well, then later in the episode, Lisa is reading up on how to stop vampires and vampires are coming around and Bart starts silently like pawing at her head to get her attention and Lisa goes Bart I've seen your stupid shemp yeah it's a three stages a, reference mm-hmm. and then he starts you know they get a little closer and he starts in with nya, nya, nya. and she's like yeah I've seen your curly too which is another oh but he's reference. becoming a vampire no he's just trying to get her attention and he's doing these things that sound like three stooges why why is he making those sounds though uh because it's what he does in that moment but he doesn't normally sound like that when he's getting people's attention right nope well it seems it's forced no nope I think it's it just does. funny it's just a funny joke okay you're right I'm overthinking it it's because I wasn't watching it yep yeah yeah Hey, John, what happened in the news? You know, I just watched the three Game of Thrones this week for the first time. That show stinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I finally watched one. Oh, yeah? yeah. You started You started right now? Yeah, well, I just watched one because my girlfriend wanted to watch it. I thought it would be better. It stinks. Did you, wa- did you watch the most recent episode? Yeah. I've never seen an episode. Oh, so you're with me. Well, I was with you, and then you went and watched an episode and ruined the whole darn thing. Yeah, well, just, to, just come on board with that. It stinks. It, okay. <laughs> <laughs> overrated it doesn't stink but uh, yeah overrated how's that i, I, love I think it. you really got to be into wizards or whatever and the uh, dragons and kingdoms <laughs> to like it is what i'm saying sure you know i understand yeah you're not a you're not a fantasy guy well yeah but it's not like i have to be into drugs to enjoy the wire <laughs> but it helps you know <laughs> you don't even know what i'm talking about you haven't seen it that's true last i checked you never watched <laughs> the wire that's right, because drug-free is the way to be, John. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. <laughs> so, yes, please do tell me about what was uh, happening in the news. From WNBC-TV, this is News 4 New York with Chuck Scarborough and Pat Harper. Oh, baby, guess what? Guess what? This is some hot news. Dateline. What? Do, 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 do. Go ahead. Koch backs Giuliani. Oh, wow. Yeah. Liberal Koch. Liberal, yeah. liberal Mayor Koch is back mm-hmm. in Republican mayoral candidate 
Rudy Giuliani. That's how this happened. The story is extremely boring. I'm not going to read it. But okay. I do want Great. to remind it. Well, I thought it'd be like a fun Koch quote. It's very boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's very professional and straightforward. Oh, well, that's not my Ed Yeah, Koch. that's not what we look for here. No. Right. <laughs> no, I want Cindy. I want, a, I want a Koch grenade to blow up in front of me. Yeah, you thought that he'd just be saying, I'm voting for Giuliani yeah. and I also like pickles. Or like, like, you know, the man's a nutbag and a jackass, but I'm sure he'll be a decent mayor. Like, something <laughs> like that. But sure. no, nothing. But no. But I do want to remind everyone to make sure you vote in the mayoral election. Absolutely. Next Tuesday, November 2nd, 1993. Mm -hmm. Get out there. Let your voice be heard. So it's coming. This finally, this bloodbath, this, this brutal mayoral campaign is finally coming to an end. We're going to see how it goes. And hopefully the end of the Dinkins era, because the man has not been good for our city. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Crime is up, and that's all I we know. Need some, we, need, <laughs> we need somebody to clean up the streets and then to turn into a monster. I mean, you get how uh, it happens. Sure. Yeah. And he did. Yes. We all get how it uh, happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, how we learn to hopefully not have it happen again. <laughs> Unless, Unless we does. don't. Yeah. Unless it just keeps happening uh, again and again until we all die. You, you know that idiot <laughs> Santayana who said, uh, those who don't learn their history are doomed to repeat it? Sure. That only works if history is exactly the same every time. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a big debate. It's like, oh, this is what happened last time. And people are like, no, it's not. No, so thanks not. a well, lot, pal. It also, I mean, there's there's lots of reasons why that doesn't always work. Mostly that people choose not to learn. <laughs> it's a it's a fair enough point. Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. But uh, no, I guess you're I guess you're absolutely right. Yeah, but the right. takeaways that... are different. I learn one thing from history. This guy learns another thing from history. So nothing changes. Sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the North learns we're great, and the South learns we're great. Yeah. And so there you go. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I think he's I think yeah. he's accusing me uh, attacking the symptom, not the problem. <laughs> I think I'm sure you're right. I'm taking him to task right now. Yeah, boy, oh boy. What's his name? Santayana. Santayana? You're, Santayana? You're that, no, it's Santayana, right? I believe it is one of the things that you've said. Something that we've said is right. <laughs> I know it. I know it from Billy Joel yelling Satayana goodbye in We Didn't Start the Fire. But I also learned those lyrics when I was eight years old. So they're probably not entirely right. Wow. That's like accurate if we're using like a. 2000 year old standard. <laughs> uh, yeah, those those who don't know, we didn't start the fire are doomed to repeat it <laughs> or are doomed to misquote it. Rather. I like that better. Dateline. <laughs> do, 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 do. Go ahead. About New York, a column we've come to enjoy a lot. At least I have. October 27, 1993, I dreamed of Rats Alley and found collectibles. This is for the microfilm <laughs> for Pots, pa, the boy. This is for the microfilm, for posterity, for future generations of anthropologists and social historians who may want to take note that in the last decade of the 20th century, at least two stores in New York City were selling human skeletons and bones, apparently for decorative purposes, not just in this Halloween season, but year round. So let it be said that our mentioning it on this podcast is also for posterity. Yes. And for future generations of Mad About You fans. <laughs> Absolutely. And social historians. Do we have a uh, an address that we can send people to? Oh, absolutely. Wait, for <laughs> where, the stores? Where can, yeah, where can these people buy bones? Well, you've heard of evolution, right? In Soho? 
I'm not sure. I may. I must have. Look, I've been to a bone store. I think it was in Soho. It was probably so evolution. So it must be the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as it was in a normal storefront, it was evolution. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just out of a some, guy's uh, trunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were there to buy a leg, and he was like, "Ah, geez, last time I opened the trunk, it was a leg. Now it's just a bone." <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you still got to get it? here early. Yeah. You got to get here sooner. <laughs> yeah, that all the flesh is gone by uh, four usually. <laughs> Evolution just moved from Soho to NoHo, but it's still a business. The other shop that they mentioned is called it's called Maxilla Mandible. Okay, which was in the Upper West Side. Great. And, you know, people, <laughs> apparently, it closed um, after 27 years. It closed August 30th, 2011. After 27 years on 81st Street in Columbus, they closed their doors for good on Sunday night. Mm. Owner Henry Galliano. Oh, what a great, great New York Italian name. It's a good one. So the business will continue operating for private clients. <laughs> What does that yeah. mean? <laughs> who, oh, who need help man. organizing exhibitions or finding rare bones? But there will it's be good. no store anymore. This is starting to sound like another mafia story. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a front. They don't launder money. They launder bones. Yeah. Watch don't this worry. bone. We're, this is from a dead guy yeah. that we killed. <laughs> yeah. We're turning this private. Yeah. We're turning this storefront private. Run these bones through a bone shop, and then everyone will think they just came from the shop. <laughs> Everything in the store was at least 50% off, including some dinosaur teeth that the store keeps in a special case and an authentic New York rat skull. No, no, that's... Whatever, that... What do you mean authentic New York rat skull? The rat's like, oh, born and bred, born and raised. (laughs) I really like that idea. I never leave Manhattan. Who just is super judgmental of the rats from Jersey. (laughs) Ugh. Oh, man. <laughs> Shells were 70% off. <laughs> a rat who you can go up to and be like, oh, a rat, you know, the rat is saying, oh, you can get a slice of pizza at 2 a.m. Yeah. right around the corner from here. <laughs> what other city can the you best. do that in? Yeah. yeah. Don't go to Vinny's. <laughs> Vinny's is garbage. Come with me. <laughs> Tommy's down the street, 72nd Street, the best. Also, I'm a rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this article goes a little into the bone industry. <laughs> okay. And apparently, uh, so most of this, well, uh, hopefully all of it, it, technically the only thing you're allowed to buy from is like medical things that like use bodies for medical purposes sure. and then are like sure. done with them and mm-hmm. then they can sell them. <laughs> okay. Though helpful, the signs did not address many questions provoked by recent visits to the shops. For example, would the skeletons be likely to sell the provenance listed or more specific and closer to home? Oh, right, because it's like, oh, this skull's from China. This skull's from India. Cool. Which is weird. Yeah. Because it's asking things like, did the Chinese or Indian adults ever earn amounts equal to what was being asked for their skeletons? Did they ever envision that their bones might end up as a conversation piece in a well-furnished loft? Yeah, you need to sign off on stuff. Yeah, isn't this weird? It's a little bit trippy. They're good sure. question, said Mr. Galliano. But all I can say is, <laughs> I don't consider anatomy a taboo. There's nothing that is natural that I would not sell. What's the difference between a seahorse, a skeleton of a monkey, or a skeleton of a man? Man-made things can be judged in terms of aesthetics, but things made by nature can't be judged. These things are reality. To me, nature is God. You can't say to God, this is wrong or obscene. We're respectful to nature. That statement does a real... <laughs> there's, a lot... That's a, there's a lot There's a lot in there. A lot of somersaults oh, in there. 
I don't, Starting I don't with, care for that at all. There is nothing natural that I would not sell. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's the main bulk quote. <laughs> I think once somebody says that, like the tone, the tone of this interview has to change. And then another weird, he goes, <laughs> as for how some men become specimens and others don't, others don't, Mr. Galliano said, well, it's like having rich people and poor people. <laughs> Oh, no. As long as the remains are ethically obtained, I have no problem. In fact, Mr. Galliano noted that considerations of propriety have had a severe impact on the skeleton market. Some six years ago in India, which had provided most specimens, banned their export, recognizing the trade as a challenge to national self-esteem. Which makes cow. sense. It's but, like an existential national crisis where it's like we're all uh, we're all selling our skeletons and hardly making any money. It's like it's like the the bodies exhibit. It is like the, it actually very much is like the bodies exhibit. Yeah. If you could buy the wares. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow! I I feel like in the middle of this like feature article, like <laughs> the reporter uncovered some real stuff, and he should have like called in the feds, or where it's just like you know, if if in the middle of an investigation, you know, you're 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 investigating like some petty crime, and then all of a sudden it's a triple homicide that you. You know, you uncover yeah, somehow. Yeah. No, the bone and, industry. And, and, yeah, and you have to call in other people. I feel like this guy should have been like, "Oh, so you just saw these bones?" And then he just starts talking about, "Oh, I feel like everything is up for grabs, and, yeah. uh, and mor- yeah. morality is also, whatever." And what are his examples? A seahorse, a skeleton of a monkey, or a skeleton of a man? Exactly. The, I, once somebody says that, you've got to be like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> special agent." Jim Jacobs, you got to yeah. come down here and talk to this guy. He's comparing the lives of seahorses to the lives of men. Also, not even and a lot. He's comparing a living seahorse with a dead monkey and a dead man. <laughs> and also, pal, it's not like monkeys are selling man skeletons and seahorses are selling monkey skeletons. And we're all selling each other's skeletons. We're the only ones selling anyone. So, like, we can make an exception <laughs> for us, you know? That's true. It's very true. This guy is. Uh, you, you know nuts. what he'd he'd say he'd say though he'd be like you know what if a seahorse wants to sell my skeleton that's his right I'm fine with that go ahead <laughs> you got a I'd problem. love to see the mother nature I'd love to see him try he's he's more than welcome <laughs> if a seahorse wants to sell my skeleton and my liver my brain to like a horse that's fine <laughs> this is America free market the horse is like I'm gonna make it, blue. <laughs> Oh no! I guess that's, that's not the bones, but it's just some rich horse who's like, I buy other horses and take their hooves and send them off to the glue factory. Why not? There's a circle of life. There are gods and clods. Uh- There's no differences between horses, bugs, and a third thing. seahorses. <laughs> Dateline. Go ahead. October 24, 1993. That heavenly coffee returns to new coffee bars. You know that expression, that heavenly coffee? Is that chock full enough? Yes, it is. All right. Good news, Russ. Back in 93, Chuck Full of Nuts is finally returning to Manhattan. Oh, thank goodness. But only the name will remain the same. In place of the dozens of coffee shops, the last of which closed in 1989, the, the new stores will take the form of the oh-so-hip coffee bars that have cropped up from Seattle to 7th Avenue South. Oh. The first store is scheduled to open in Midtown early next year with as many as 10 more planned for Manhattan by 1995. 
The coffee bar. <laughs> this is such a. I don't know how old this guy was, but this is such a funny old quote about something sure. new. The mm-hmm. coffee bar is the fastest growing thing in coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Said Howard Leitner, president of Chalk Full of Nuts. We think it will be an exciting thing to do. <laughs> like he's talking about the automobile or something. Yeah. Yeah. The Beatles are music. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. We like Beatles. We like music. And here we yeah, go. We think it'll be a neat thing to try. <laughs> the question is the article closes with this. The question is can New Yorkers make the transition from egg creams to double lattes? Holy moly. I think I detect a little code, a little coded language in there. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. What do you you're mean by wrong. New Yorkers, New York Times? I got to guess. <laughs> Same number oh, of letters yikes. as my first name. <laughs> Same first letter. Couple of letters in there, or at least the one. That's funny. Did, did you ever, uh, did you go to Chug Full of Nuts restaurants as a kid or coffee shops? I never did. I think there's still one out there. I One Chock full of nuts in New York. I'm aware I'm of one counter at, I think it's the Gristides on 86th and West End Avenue or Broadway that okay. has a chock full of nuts counter and still sells that delicious like cream cheese and banana bread, but like coffee yeah. cake, nut, yeah. whatever thing. I'd love to go and get, get some of that. That should be the way the tour concludes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But no, I remember chock full of nuts had a big billboard in Times Square when I was growing up. That just had like it looked like they had dry ice, I think. Yeah, or coming out it of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming out of the top, so it always looked like a steaming cup of coffee. Yeah, but yeah, that's probably my biggest chock full of nuts. That's my biggest chock full of nuts memory. <laughs> Everybody's got one, and that one's mine. <laughs> and most of theirs are that one. <laughs> yeah, wasn't there a hey, sign? Fa- yeah, that's fans, all I got. We- <laughs> Rise guys, rise gals, we're trying to reach out and be more accessible. So please, please text us text. or send us, tweet yeah, us tweet. your favorite chock full of nuts memories. That actually would be a lot of fun. I drink chock full of nuts at home. That's what I buy at Me the too. store. Me too. I could just... And I actually, I think I drink chock full of nuts because of you. I think we were having a conversation <sighs> oh. once and, and you were just like, we were talking about what kind of coffee we drink and you were just like chock full of nuts and i was like oh right that's a yeah, thing i should yeah. do that oh that's nice and to I'm like, hear. this is good howard yeah. lightner would be proud <laughs> he would be i could just hear about the sign being like signs in times square are the fastest growing <laughs> yeah. things in advertising in signs we think it will be an exciting <laughs> thing to do <laughs> words and images are taking over billboards <laughs> when he had its first kid Children are the fastest growing thing in families. We think it'll be an exciting thing to do. I'm Howard Leitner. I don't know a lot. (laughs) I have one opinion. (laughs) This is the final Dateline because it's fascinating and reminds me of Rent. Dateline. (laughs) Go ahead. By Jennifer Steinhauer. October 7, 1993. The the headline is just FYI. Oh, Actually, I forgot that this, I learned this by the end of this article. <laughs> Apparently, FYI was a column that I want to read all of now because it's just people would write in questions and then they'd look into it and answer it. Interesting. But the interesting one that caught my eye about this was the question was a walk slash don't walk sign in the East Village lights up with que pasa instead of don't walk. Another one reads in the house and LES as in Lower East Side instead of walk, don't walk. Uh huh. 
She says someone who understands how to remove and replace the grills has been changing Manhattan traffic signals at random locations since May. Interesting. Said Lisa Daglian, spokeswoman for the Department of Transportation. When President Clinton was in town, a traffic sign near Cooper Union was changed to why not and try. A sign near the Cathedral of St. John the Divine was altered to read repent and sin. And one in Midtown <laughs> flashed consume and conform. Whoa. The department has no clue as to who's sending these site-specific messages. <laughs> Mrs. Daglian says, people shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a public She's safety gotta issue. Yeah. She's got to get together with Leitner. Well, Henry Leitner famously said of this issue, altering traffic signs for pedestrians is one of the most exciting things in pedestrian <laughs> walkway technology. We think it'll be an exciting thing to try. <laughs> Oh my god. That's pretty someone else the, the rest are boring. It was it is funny though that someone wrote it and I was like, how come the wine at the uh, theaters tastes so bad? That's <laughs> they called that's it Levin's Miserable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Which is pretty funny. Well, that's all the news that's fit to print. Oh my goodness. Well done, John. Yeah, some good New York gems. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, episode time. Woo wee. <laughs> <laughs> I know who wrote it. Do you know who wrote it? Yeah. Yeah. What, who wrote it? You tell me. Jack Burdett. Yeah, he sure did. Do you know did more you than that? Did you recognize his name? No. Nope. That's all I know. Just his name. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. <laughs> he uh, he writes on uh, Great News right now on TV. Oh. Uh-huh. Great. Oh, did you say Great News? Yeah, you know Great News with Andrea Martin and, uh, uh, oh, whose show is it? What's her name? Tracy Wigfield from 30 Rock. I don't know that show. Oh, well, it's on TV. <laughs> cool. Okay. You can watch it. Oh, great. Yeah. A TV show. It's on okay. NBC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like Mad About You, but, you know, now. Great, great. Oh, wow. Last Man Standing was his show, basically. Executive producer created by, you know, the Tim Allen show? Yeah. Man, this guy cool. has written everything. 94 eps of 30 Rock. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. 24 episodes of The Mindy Project. New Adventures of Old Christine. Boom, boom, boom. Watching Ellie. I'm the only one that liked Aww. that show. I just remember that it existed. Who was in that? Was that Julia? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Julia. <laughs> Julia? My girl, Julia? Yeah, Luigi, what are you, a character on Curb? Yes. It was uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' first show after Seinfeld. Right. Like, immediately yes. after. Yeah. Oh, 851. Oh, and episodes. that was in real time, right? I think that show yes. was in real time. Yes, like yes. 24. Yes. Was it before 24? Yep. 24 ripped off watching Ellie. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> what a long day. 24 all takes place in a day? Yes. That's a long day. It's a long day, baby. Uh, it wouldn't be funny. <laughs> Were you about to were you about to come up with some really prime sketch material yeah, for two thousand and one? He wrote Just Shoot Me, twenty four episodes of Frasier, and twenty six episodes of Mad About You. So we're gonna be with him for a while. Nice. He also, my grandmother would like to know, wrote a Father Dowling mystery called The Prodigal Son Mystery. Great. I did you did you ever watch the the Father Dowling? Of course, mysteries? yeah. On my grandmother's yeah. house. I they were a little Tom boring. Bosley. Yeah. Love him. Love him. Oh, love, love him. him. But a little boring, you know? Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. What are you going to do? Very Matlocky. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that, that <laughs> genre of soft legal, legal <laughs> where the hardest thing is a murder, which should be hard. Sure. <laughs> but it never, yeah. somehow they got but away. Never... All these shows, Murder, She Wrote, Matlock, Father Dowling, Something and Mrs. Crow, like Scarecrow and Mrs. Something was another Scarecrow one. Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Yeah. It's like they would all get away with like a Columbo even where it was like, let's just put a murder at the top. <laughs> Bring in a sweet person. Everyone's going to be fine. Just one little murder. Sure. Not even of bad people. Let's have someone murder his nice wife or 
<laughs> Everyone's going to be fine. They, yeah, they specialize in murder. Yeah. <laughs> Period. The end. Oh, you want? Oh, oh, if you've got a drug deal, you got to go down the street. We only do murder shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You want Law and Order? Oh, no, you want David's. You want The Wire? Yeah. <laughs> and it was directed by uh, T.S. The old T.S. AKA yes, T.S. Eliot, AKA Cats, the cat man. AKA a, the, the Cats Man, AKA Tommy Schlammy, AKA Thomas Schlammy. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of KAs. <laughs> no cold open. No cold open. We launched right into the episode. I like how they always shake it up. Yeah. Keep you guessing. Yeah. I like this episode a whole lot, John. How about you? Yeah, I liked it fine. I, you said it was one of your favorites? It was one of my favorites. I really liked this. There was a lot of funny things happening and a lot of heart, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, no, you're right. I liked it, too. It yeah. wasn't one of my favorites, probably, but sure, it's okay. up there. Top five. That's pretty I high. Also, yeah. <laughs> I'd say top it's not two, one your, not my favorites. It's not. It's not <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. You hold that, my, <laughs> that title very, very yeah. tightly. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I don't have any favorites. <laughs> so we open up and paul is straddling the window i love that i love really funny. a sitcom window straddle yeah and jamie walks by and says where are you going paul says out <laughs> oh they kind of do that later too a little bit yeah ah, jamie just, flips it on yeah him. yeah does yeah that jack burdett the old jack burdick flip the old jb it's flip that's why they call yeah. him JB Flips. JB Flips. <laughs> he is not just straddling the window for no reason. He is checking the light with his lens. Yeah, he's got his because, director lens. Yeah, he's going to shoot the Halloween parade, which goes right down there. Yes, right down Sixth Avenue. A parade that was famously photographed by a French photographer named. Really? Some, you know, French name. <laughs> Marcel Marceau. <laughs> No, it was a uh, Grégoire. Uh, he might be Italian. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I don't know. I, I think he might be born and raised in France because his website or lives there. Okay, his website's .fr, right? But his name is Grégoire Alessandrini. Alessandri, whatever. Oh boy, do I sound? I sound as dumb as those tourists in Sunday in the Park with George from America. <laughs> That I love that that is your go to <laughs> dumb American. Oh, like in Sunday in the Park with George. <sighs> that is my go to. Oh, my goodness. But uh, he, yeah, we can post some of these throughout the week, I guess. He he famously photographed the 1993 because uh, that was the year he moved to New York, I think, as a photographer. And there's a cool. lot of shots of that parade. How neat. So we can see what Paul did you shot. ever go? Did you ever go to a Halloween parade? Oh, yeah. When I lived in San Francisco when I was young, I, I went to the ones in the Castro a couple nice. times. But uh, by the time I moved to New York, I was, you know, 23 and over it. Yeah. I never went. I remember seeing, I was working one night and a friend of mine was going to the parade and she was dressed like Marty McFly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that'd be fun. I get that. Walk <laughs> around, show up. Yeah. I guess, I guess this story is just like, I like Halloween. People dress up. Oh, you do? Cause it, yeah, because she wasn't even just like, <laughs> she said she was going to the parade, but it's not like she was like, here's all my pictures from the parade. All I did was see a person in a costume and she said, I'm going to a parade. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It didn't go any further. <laughs> this is like that chock full of nuts story, basically. <laughs> basically. She was basically a Halloween sign in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where <laughs> said, I'm going to Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to Halloween. Do you like Back to the Future? Then you'll love this. Costumes are one of the most exciting aspects of Halloween. <laughs> we think dressing up will be a neat thing to do. 
<laughs> you can quote Absolutely. me on that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. So yeah, he's checking the light and he's worried about the weather. He says uh, he's worried that it's going to rain. Jamie says it rained last Halloween. And Paul just thinks, yeah. what is that, a rule? <laughs> I wish. That's a good joke. I like that a lot. So Fran calls. And Jamie's meeting her uptown and Paul is shooting downtown and they talk a little bit about meeting up with each other later, but they're not sure as to when it's going to happen. Right. Also, we find out Paul's and, a Scrooge. Yeah. A little which bit. I Doesn't love. Like Halloween. A little bit. He hates Halloween. Hates and Halloween. I do too. Famously. <laughs> I want to hear about why you hate Halloween. But first, we're going to hear about why Paul hates Halloween. Great. What is it with you and Halloween? It's, uh, I had a thing. What thing? It's a little private thing. Okay. It was years ago, but it was on Halloween, right? And I'm dressed up. I'm like Superman, right? So I'm dressed as Superman. I'm standing. I'm minding my own business, as Superman is wont to do. And all of a sudden, the Escobar brothers, they come out of nowhere. The Escobar brothers? Yes, the Escobar brothers. Matty, Philippe, and Jesus. So they they had just turned 10. So they're like like on a reign of terror. I thought you were Superman. Now, that's a fun story. Oh, yeah, the Escobar brothers. Yeah. The Escobar brothers. That is a very meaningful name. Perhaps they were related. For sure. I, to Pablo. It's true. Not to each to other. Pablo they're obviously related. Well, they're not necessarily. Well, no, they're obviously related to each other, I guess. <laughs> did you? There was a 30 for 30 documentary recently. No. Oh, well, a few years ago. You did not see. Uh, about Pablo Escobar, because there was Pablo Escobar and there was Andres Escobar. Uh-huh. Back in the 94 World Cup, a player for Colombia named Andres Escobar accidentally scored on his own goal oh, when no. the U.S. was. The U.S. was playing against Colombia. He scored on his own goal. The U.S. went on to win the game. And then months later in Colombia, yes. Oh. And there was a wonderful documentary on 30 for 30. Well, so uh, long as they made a look, good movie out of it. it is, look, it's a tragic story. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm making fun of the yeah, semantics. I know. But yes, it was... Uh, Tragic story that the episode was, or the uh, the documentary was called "The Two Escobars," right? And it follows these, you know, two Colombians, the the drug lord and the uh, the soccer player, who you know had similar names. And it's it's a very intense, very well done documentary. Everyone watch it. And I just have to believe that both of these people, both Pablo and Andres, are undoubtedly related to the Escobar brothers. <laughs> from this episode of Mad About You. Yeah, I think that's likely. <laughs> so you tell me again why you hate Halloween so much. I just, I think it's, a, I hate adults celebrating Halloween. Okay. It's for kids, in my opinion. Sure, sure. And a bunch of, I, there's nothing funnier to me. My favorite, I, I don't delight in people's misery okay. too often. <laughs> right. Oh, one of my favorite <laughs> things is just Yeah, seeing... I'm like, not true. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> seeing a very upset person in costume on Halloween night. That's a, oh, well, only if they're like upset over something. So, like like when, when you see like a frustrated group of 20 somethings trying to plan right. their night in costume yes. and it's not going yes. right. Yes. Ugh. And I'm just like, yeah, because it's not supposed to because you're an yeah. adult now. Yeah. An elf on a subway platform just saying, well, I don't know. We're going to be late. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. Becky always does this. <laughs> Becky always does this. She's selfish. Will you hold my wooden sword, please? She is selfish. That's right. And I'm tired of yes, it. Yes, but I get it. People like costume parties. God bless. Have fun. I, not for me. Well, uh, what if you were to see somebody wearing a Marty McFly costume? If I was a dork, I'd change care. Your mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> 
I'll take that. Uh, Fine. <laughs> I don't obsess so, over that movie like uh, a lot of people in our gender. I liked it a sure. lot. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's good. I honestly kind of liked good, the third good. one the most. <laughs> I love the third one. It's so good, right? I love the third. They're all they're all great. Yeah. They're all great. Oh, they're just the best. So Jamie is getting ready to leave. She opens the door, and who is there but Paul's sister, Debbie. Now, is Debbie the sister? I know it's not the same lady in real life. Right. Is that the character we met before, or is it the other one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's her. I think Debbie's the one on the phone. I think we've already met Sharon. Sharon, yes. This is Debbie. And this is Debbie. I feel like we're about to go to a wedding together. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Sharon's the one that Sharon. wasn't at her father's uh, hospital bed. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. Debbie's the one with the kid. Yes. No, Sharon has kids, and, I think. Does she? Yeah. She dropped them off in a They Harlem. both have kids? Huh? Oh, my gosh. Oh. I, I don't know how many kids yeah, people yeah. Uh, yeah. straight. <laughs> Name tags. Name okay. tags well, for everybody in, at this wedding. Eat, get out. Oh, fine. I'm I'm staying for one hour and 15 minutes, and that's it, okay? As soon as we finish coffee, we are in the car, John. A tight 75. <laughs> yes, Debbie is played, Debbie's his other sister, played by Talia Balsam, who mm-hmm. I think this is the only one she does. I think you're right. Do you recognize her? I thought I might have recognized her face, but I don't know what she's from. She's from a lot of stuff, man. Tell me all of it. Oh, <laughs> she's Roger Sterling's daughter or wife? On Mad Men? What's the character's name? Mona? First wife. First wife. The one he does Divorces ecstasy her. with or whatever, LSD. I think I think they do LSD together yeah. and then he leaves her. Yeah. I think that's what happens. I think, or, yeah. yeah. I might have been asleep. I don't remember. You might have uh, not paid attention for a second with that, too? Yeah, it wasn't hard with Mad Men. <laughs> it's one of those shows where I was bored the whole time, but also couldn't stop because it was so good. And I can't wow. explain that paradox. So you kind of tune out a little bit with me, and you kind of tune out a little bit with Mad Men. Yeah, so I'm you're in good uh, company, Russ. I'm in very good company. Yeah. This is great. Matthew Weiner writes all your... Uh... <laughs> Matt, about you commentary, right? I'm a, I'm a real prestige drama <laughs> of a podcaster. This is great. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so she was on uh, Mad Men, Homeland, Nurse Chat, like a bunch of stuff. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, who is she on that? Oh, one of my favorite shows in the world. Hmm. What is it? K Street. Oh, okay. Remember that? I remember. I remember that that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Steven Soderbergh, George Clooney produced it. Yeah. Yeah, Washington, D.C. on uh, HBO, yeah. Mixed real life with fake. Mm -hmm. Uh, I never watched an episode, but I was going to George Washington in Washington, D.C. at the time. And so I was just like, K Street, I know exactly where that is and what it means. Yeah, I don't need to watch it. (laughs) Exactly. I felt very proud of myself without having to bore myself. Without any with the actual television. It's one of my favorite shows. It's only one season. It's like eight episodes, maybe less. Yeah. It, James cool. Carville and Mary Madeline are main characters playing themselves, but like John nice. Slattery's in it and a bunch of other actors. The guy who plays Smiley from, uh, oh, you know. Sesame Street. No, no. Oh, no. The different. Not Guy Smiley? Different Smiley, my friend, <laughs> from Do the Right Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a little different. Yeah, a little different. <laughs> He's in it. Like, it's great. <laughs> Anyway, cool. she was in the hint. I wonder if she's related to John Slot. Like, maybe they're married. <laughs> Is that a crazy I don't know. assumption? <laughs> they worked well, together it's... twice, 10 years apart. Yeah, they're probably they're probably married. <laughs> they're... <laughs> well, you know, we've spoken in the past about how I don't understand, like, when, you know, you see a man, a wife, and a child in a <laughs> commercial, and you're like, that's a real that's family. That's true. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's IMDb pages. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, she's... 
doing a lot. That being said, John, if it turns out that they are married, you are going to feel so vindicated. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'll never find out because I don't care. At no point. <laughs> So Debbie, Paul's sister, is there to drop off Jed, her son, for Paul and Jamie to babysit. Yes. She ran it by Paul, and Paul forgot to tell Jamie. And that is not okay, because she's got a funeral to get to. Yeah, it's a business and funeral. It, yeah, a client died, a business funeral, not a pleasure funeral. <laughs> I like that a lot. This is really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any stats for Jed, the son? Oh, like... Stats? Yeah, he's got a 400 RBI. He's uh, yeah. What's his yeah? What's his reach? Got is he gonna twelve closers? Twelve closers. Yeah, he's uh, uh, eighty-eight <laughs> on bases. <laughs> his RBI? Did I say RBI already? You did. Yeah. You did already yeah, say his RBI. <laughs> oh my goodness! Not point. Not point eight hundred. No, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, he's he's great. He's dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Give the kid a bat. His name is Bradley Pierce. Uh-huh. Oh, this is weird. Oh, uh -oh. he doesn't look exactly like you. <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen. Wait, I'm texting you the photo right now. Oh, man. Because this is kind of funny and weird. He definitely looks a little... Oh, my gosh. And he was born in 1982. When were you born? John, I, ha John, I have to tell you 83, something. 83, right? I was born in 82. <gasps> Are you Bradley Pierce? <laughs> John, this is a big episode. <laughs> I would love it if you were and didn't tell me until this moment. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> I just said it to you. I mean, kind of, right? This guy kind of looks he like kinda me. He kind of looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> he kinda, he, he, I'll put it this He looks like the kind of guy who would have heard you look like Jason Alexander all his yes, life. Yes, yes. He and I would audition for the same roles. A hundred percent. I wonder That's where really he grew funny. up. <laughs> That's wild. He was born October 23rd, 1982. I was born February 28th in 82. Oh, so, yeah. I, that's different. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> month. <laughs> no, forget it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care now. Forget it. Oh, he's from the Arizona. Is off this road. Yeah, uh, the, the two roads diverged in the wood. <laughs> and we're very far away from each other. But he so. is a prolific actor and voiceover artist. I think that this kid is so good. He really is. Episode. He was in Jumanji. Oh, okay. So like he's a he like, can he can yeah he can carry a film. His kid yeah. actor goes. Oh, and he was Chip in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, how cool! Yeah. So this kid's like a rock star. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah. And he, he's he so be, good, yeah. especially up against Ryan, Mark, and well, Fran's kid. You know, I was when he's introduced. I was thinking about Ryan. Yeah. And I'm thinking about like how the role of Ryan colored what people thought about him probably. And also maybe he was like, boy, I wish I could have played that part instead. I know it's less episodes, but oh, what a part. Sure, sure. Instead, I got to play be. this jerk all the time. Yeah, I got it. Okay. So you're you're apologizing for the kid. Well, yeah. Because he was given a, he was given a, a, an annoying role. Yeah. Don't forget Ryan Tay Arnold. That's true. He's just a great performer. He's like Maui. He's like Ryan and Maui. Well, there's no difference in between pod. dogs, kids, and uh, seahorses. <laughs> Great. I so love yeah, it's it. the kid from Jumanji. So, yeah, that's wonderful. So um, she makes plans to pick him up to go trick-or-treating later on in the day after the funeral. Right. And then she delivers the truth about the Escobar incident. Yes. I don't hate Halloween. He had a big trick-or-treating trauma in high school. High school? 
wait, wait. The Superman incident was in high school? Okay, first of all, it was not in high school. You told me you were I, 10. No, I said the Escobar brothers were 10. <laughs> But these are like big, burly triplets. These are big no, guys. No, he was 16. You were 16. I wasn't 16, but they had they had candy corn, you know, and they were, they were throwing them right at my chest, like little, little triangular kryptonite, like bam, bam, bam. That's a funny little turn. I like that. Paul's a big baby. Lot. <laughs> he was 16. Pelting him with candy corn. Candy corn kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> it feels a little, very, very Seinfeld because of all the Superman talk. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Jerry loves his Superman. Sure does. Oh, also like, oh, well, no, never mind. When she said $45 costume, I was like, whoa, right. 1993, let me look that up. Expecting <laughs> it to be like $4,000 now. Right. 75, which isn't a little bucks. for a kid. For a kid? No, when I was a kid, were they you, were like 10 bucks. When I was a kid, I would have to make my own costumes. Oh, man. I think maybe I was a, like, store-bought Ninja Turtle. Oh, what a loser. And that was it. Yeah, I sure was, Meet me John. in St. Louis style. <laughs> That's my other go-to. I've never seen it. Oh, there's a bunch of... There's a Halloween... Let's call it a set piece. A Halloween set piece. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, oh, is that what it's called? What's called a set <laughs> yeah, piece? I just coined it. <laughs> Please, movie-splain to me a little bit more, John. <laughs> So Debbie's leaving. She says, I'm sorry he didn't tell you. Jamie says to her, it's no problem. They close the door. Paul says, problem. And Jamie just nods. (laughs) They have a problem about this. I like that a lot. And then we go to Video Vogue, Uh, the video store. uh, What a great location. Everything about this store is the best. Mm -hmm. I love independent video stores. Mm -hmm. I love New York City video stores. Uh, It would have been so cool if they went to Kim's. I don't know Kim's, but I know know about Kim's. That's Uh, near NYU, right? Yeah. It's yeah. gone now, but yeah, I've heard people. I've heard people talk about going to NYU. Ah, uh, going back to Kim's, in the eighties sure. and nineties, and going to Kim's all. The yeah, time. and they were open till uh, just a couple years ago. I used to buy. I bought my parents I... all their Columbos from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I especially love Video Vogue because it has the funniest staff in history. Indeed, Steve because Pamer working... and Ryan Styles. Yeah. Oh, just the best. The best. We meet Steve Pamer. He's behind the counter. Counter there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And he is whistling. Did you catch what he's whistling? Da 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 da. da. Which is mm-hmm. I couldn't play. I, I know what it is, but what's it called? It's a theme from the Bridge on the River Quad. That are you? Yeah. No, I'm being serious. Okay, this is weird. Why? Listeners don't know this yet. Um, but on last week's episode of Mad About Mad About You, which I recorded with Brett. <laughs> Oh, Which you I don't heard. know about this either. He he explained he brings up Brigadoon, and we learn we discover that I didn't know what I in my head every time Paul says Brigadoon, I was thinking Bridge Over the River Kwai, and then thinking, oh, they made a musical version. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about Bridge Over the River Kwai last week, and then it comes up a song from it comes up this week. You yeah, know how weird that is. Very weird. That's very weird. That's weird. I, John, you know what else is weird? Huh. So, folks, you may have noticed that this time I'm I'm doing a lot of talking. I'm pulling clips this week. It's my first time ever doing it. So I'm supposed to be the one who has the scoop on, hey, here's a clip. Hey, here's what's going uh-huh. on. Hey, here's some information. And you still manage to be like, oh, you don't know this yet. But in last week's episode, I talk about this. You still have the drop on me. Always have a scoop. That's what my uh, old day school professor taught me. <laughs> That's what my old ice cream parlor manager taught me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So he's whistling Bridge on the River Kwai, and then he starts to whistle. Did you catch the second thing? No. He starts to whistle. 
Oh, The Godfather. The Godfather. So he's whistling uh, um, movie themes. Yes, Very fun. Yes. And uh, Ryan Stiles comes out and he's not having it. Ryan Stiles is the heavy. Yeah, his character's over just at the video grumpy. store. Yes, for no real reason. Yeah, for no reason at all. In fact, the character yeah. doesn't even really need to be there. No, uh, not in the not in the least. Yeah. But I'm glad he is because he's great. Good for Ryan Stiles getting work. Everyone knows Ryan Stiles, right? From Whose Line Is It Anyway? The tall one. The funniest dude on that show. Oh, Russ, I can't pick favorites. They're all great. I I can. <laughs> Did you ever watch? I used to watch that show. I watched the British version. Oh, here we go. It's like The Office. Yeah, debate. here we go. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> No, but I would like come home from school or camp and it would be on and I couldn't believe that they were making it up and I couldn't believe how funny it was. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Ryan Stiles, very important to me. Colin Mockery, very important to me. And so, yeah, let's keep giving him work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, keep hiring him. 1993. (laughs) So we learned that Jamie has postponed, or Jamie postpones with Fran. Yes. Because Paul needs her to stay with Jed. And they talk a little bit about who should be watching the kid. Yeah. And Jamie, you know, Jamie had her plans that she's putting off, but Paul needs to shoot his film. Mm -hmm. And Jamie's saying, but I also had things that I was planning on doing. And he says, yeah, well, you know, they only have plans. They only have Halloween parades. On the days where they have Halloween. So it's kind of important. Yeah. Also, it's like one's pleasure, one's work. Like, that seems pretty straightforward to me. So you think that just plain old Jamie should suck it up and watch the kid? Yeah. I think you're probably right. I think he right. screwed up. But, you know, that's where we are now. And, you know, he has to work. Right. I think he could do to apologize a little bit more in the moment. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I think if he were to say, I'm so, so sorry, I messed up. Can you please you know, watch him? Can you please yeah. help me out? Yeah. Uh, I will make it up to you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It would go a lot better for him. And then we wouldn't have to have this episode of yeah, television. Which would, oh, would be right? so great. Yeah, it'd be over. <laughs> so they're looking for a movie to watch with the kid. And Jamie says that Jed wants to watch Aladdin. And Jamie says his mother said no Aladdin. Yeah, what's that about? I don't know. That's crazy. I don't know. Hey, Debbie, what's wrong with Aladdin? Yeah. It's a Disney classic. Yeah. And it's wonderful at the time. Yeah, I don't know. Beats me. I do not know. Did she have a thing with Jafar? Like the dude who voiced Jafar? And so it like brings up bad things in the household? Did the character Debbie have a thing with the dude who voiced Jafar? Yeah. I Probably not. I'm asking you. Can you look look that up on IMDb? Hold on. Let me go on to... uh, Oh, I forget. What's that adultery website? Ashley Madison. Yeah, let me go into Ashley Madison. (laughs) Oh, okay, yes. It says Jafar and Debbie. (laughs) Yeah, it publishes a monthly list of everyone having an affair. Uh, Um, You finally made it. (laughs) On the made it list. Oh, man. Which is the list of people who made it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. (laughs) So Paul makes a joke. He's looking at uh, all the different categories of movies they have. They got action horror, action comedy, tragedy comedy. Romantic comedy, comedy comedy, mm-hmm. which is which is twice as funny. It's very funny. Also, though, <laughs> it's an interesting look into the future. Yeah, you remember when that because Netflix list that, came out? I don't remember the Netflix. They have seventy six thousand micro genres. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, and all like I remember when oh uh, on Barnes and Noble, one of the <laughs> sections is for teen paranormal romance. Like that's a for subsection. Real? Yeah, like when, right. when uh, Twilight, 
when Twilight yeah. was out and everybody was falling in love with That's beasts. Amazing. It was a whole section. Yeah. And so Jed asks if they can watch the three students. Yeah. Warms Paul's heart. Warms Paul's heart. And he wants to point out David Paymer. And so he does. That's it. No, it's not. Yes. Hey, hey, Larry. Say hello to my, my little nephew here. Hey, Paulie, cute kid. Reminds me of the reformatory. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do the thing where you're yelling at Mo. I better not. Oh. Right. Okay, listen, you got a copy of Aladdin for us? Let me check. I'll be back. What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. I've asked you not to do that. All right, all right. Here, go get the tapes from the night drop. Sorry, Dutch. Yeah, that's showbiz. Very good impressions. Very, very yeah. good. And yeah, and uh, they've they've really, um they've larried out David Paymer's hair for this, so it's all It's always like that. Out. Well, it is, but like, Russ, uh, you know, it's not. It's always like that. <laughs> I don't know what like you're talking in... about. It's always, I'm telling you, it's always like that. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Nothing. I guess, it, I guess it's like that in quiz show. And I just forgot that it's like that. No, I think show. you forgot that Steve Pamer is David Pamer's brother. <laughs> oh, was I, did I say, which, which Pamer did I just say? Did I say Steve? Steve is the one in the show. Steve is the one in the, the show. David is the writer. Nope. Steve is the writer and the guest star of this episode. That's why it's so fun. David has never deigned to do some trash TV show when he's a big movie star doing Mr. Saturday Night and Quiz Show. I didn't even look. Is this Steve Paymer yeah. in this episode? I thought that it was David Paymer. Uh, you always get those two mixed up. You made us look like an I, idiot in that wedding. I guess I always do. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, that's Steve they Paymer. They look, they look so similar. They do. They look extreme. Except the hair is one of the main. <laughs> to be honest, the hair is one of the main. I'm not even joking because when he's on Boston no. Comedy, he also has that hair. And, I believe. And you're it. right. David Paymer's hair is usually combed very neatly and much shorter. Yes. Wow. All right. Well, I'm I'm wrong and the worst person I can think of. Well, great. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> So holy cow, well, that's fun. Regardless, a great impression. And uh, we learned that they owe some money. Ryan Stiles is being the heavy, like we said, and he's sticking it to him. Yeah. They owe $38 on a late charge for Son of Pale Face. Great title. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you seen this movie? I have not. Have you? No. It sounds is fun. Is it real? Yeah. Oh, it's very real. It's a classic. They almost never mentioned fake movies except in a second. But <laughs> uh, Well, good, because yeah. I looked that one yeah. up. Yeah. If I, I tried to hear it and then I looked it up and neither worked. It's a comedy. Junior Potter returns to claim his father's gold, which is nowhere to be found. Mike is the luscious head of a gay. What does luscious head mean? <laughs> what is this description? It's so weird. It was written by the, the guy who owns that. <laughs> keep, keep talking and go slow. Mike is the valuable head. <laughs> <laughs> the hardworking yeah. of a gang of thieves and Rory Barton is a federal marshal hot on her trail. Oh, that's what they mean by luscious. Oh, Mike is a nickname for a woman, I think. Oh, it might be like uh, hot and what's that movie? Hot and heavy? Hot in Cleveland? Hot and bothered? Something like it hot. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, right? They dress up as women. I think this is a woman dressing up as a guy Okay. named Mike. Gotcha. Oh, and it's Carrie Russell. Nope. <laughs> She's on the Americans, Jane Russell. <laughs> uh, 
John, this is a lot right now. But okay, well, let me throw some more confusing. <laughs> at least, at least at you. you knew which Pamer was which. <laughs> Here's a fast. This is so interesting to me. Okay. One of the characters is named Chief Yellow Cloud. Okay. And it's played by an actor named Iron Eyes Cody. Do you know who that is? I know the name. I don't know what he did, but I know that he was a prominent Native American actor. Yeah. One would think. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> Cody was born Espera <laughs> Oscar de Corti on April 3rd, oh 1904, in Kaplan, in southwestern Louisiana. A second son to Antonio de Corti from southern Italy and his wife, blah, 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 from Sicily. I don't like He was this an Italian American but... actor. He portrayed Native Americans in Hollywood films. Oh he also, I didn't know this. Remember the famous litter commercial with the crying Native American? Yeah. I assumed yes. that was a real Native American. <laughs> and this was this it guy? It was this guy. Holy oh, moly. fascinating. I, In 1996, what? Cody's half-sister said that he was of Italian ancestry, but he denied it. That's amazing. Also, why in the world would I have thought, oh, yeah, he's the famous Native American actor from the early part of the 20th century, early to mid part of the 20th century. It's just like... Uh, there aren't any of them. Of course there are. No, aren't. I think there, there are. Of course, of course it was a. Uh, of course it was some olive skin. No, dude it could have. Who... I think I'm sure there were some Native American actors back then. I don't know who they are, but isn't that crazy? Uh, yes, that is crazy. He in 1936 he married Bertha Parker. Man, oh, who was man. an archaeologist? Wait, I thought I read somewhere that Bertha was Native American, but I must not have because it doesn't mention it in this article. John, quick, why in the hell are we talking about this guy? I have forgotten. I've lost the trail. <laughs> I have. I don't know. I've lost the breadcrumbs. Oh, my no. Friend. His wife was Native American. Isn't that more okay. fascinating? She was the first Native American female archaeologist. A guy wow. masquerading as a Native American in Hollywood, doing the most backwards thing in a way, is yeah. married to a Native American woman who is like pushing boundaries and pushing the envelope in terms mm -hmm. of Native Americans and archaeology. What a fascinating yeah, couple. Yeah, it allowed him to say, uh, my wife is Native American. That's true. That's cool. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> also, her mom was an actress. So awesome. you, she was probably Native American. Well, I don't know. She was actually. Who can know? I'm going to do an Ancestry.com on this family while you finish the podcast. <laughs> Just hold tight. <laughs> anyway, that's so, son of uh, whatever. Son of Paleface. Son of Paleface. That's it. That was a thirty-eight. That was $38 worth of uh, fun facts. It sure was. So uh, Jamie instead really wants to see a movie. She wants to see this love story about the two gymnasts. Yeah. And I. she says the name, or Paul says the name. Volvika. Volvika, right? Yeah. Yes. And I could not, I could not. I, I tried me, to. Yeah. I looked, uh, I Googled love uh, movie, love amongst gymnasts. And oh, I found like. My. You found porn. Yeah. I mean, a little. But no, I found the top the top ten gymnast movies. Oh, interesting! And like one of them was yeah, one of them was Jim Cotta, which is a martial arts movie starring a gymnast who uses gymnastics to and beat up karate. People? Yes, that's amazing. It's a classic. It's a classic bad movie. Wow, good thing and this uh, drug also, warehouse has two <laughs> two hand sized rings hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. Oh, there are these these two rifles are placed just. <laughs> Two and a half feet away from each other <laughs> so that I can parallel bar them. Um, uh, yeah. Do you like um, my OZ? It used to be a pummel horse. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so there are other movies that aren't in this episode of television, so we won't talk about it. 
but we will talk about Jamie taking Paul to task. I really want to see this. What is it? Volvika. It's a love story about two gymnasts. What's the matter with you? What? Why, why would you want to see a bad movie? You know something? You're homophobic. Why would you insist on seeing a bad, bad movie? You've never even seen I, it. I never will see this movie. That's because movie. you're homophobic. No. It's the same reason you won't let a man give you a massage. No, that's because I, No, that's not true at all. I don't think a stranger... If a stranger is rubbing oil on my buttocks... That I don't is think, not it. The yes, word it penis makes no, you uncomfortable. it's not the word you penis. Penis doesn't bother... Say the word. How are you? Yeah. It felt to me like Diane Keaton yelling at Alvy Singer in Annie Hall. Probably a little. Like very yeah, much to me. Sure, sure. I love that little argument they have. I think it's very funny. It's great. Yeah. It's really fun. She's she calling him out on it, on his homophobia. And it's such a New right York thing to argue in public like that. And sure. it doesn't happen on the show that much. No, it does not. I liked it a lot. Oh, I also liked that you, there is some, we got to include a still. In uh, the podcast? Of, I'll get right on that. <laughs> on our Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> But yeah, there is some wonderful background acting from the extra in the video store when they start talking about. Really? Yeah. When they start talking about him being homophobic, <sighs> there's this guy who's just shopping in the back and he mentioned they mentioned homophobia and he is right between Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser. And he just like turns and gives Paul Reiser the side eye. That is so <laughs> funny. It's the best. It reminds me of the old lady from the wedding episode when they're talking about something raunchy. Sure. Remember? And she's yeah. a, a way mm-hmm. in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then oh, Paul does that this... annoying thing. I'm glad they didn't do that this time. Right. Where he tries to rephrase no, guy... what he was saying. Right. No, this guy This guy makes a meal out of his moment. Yeah. It's great. So... Living room, right? I believe. Next scene. So let me see. Yeah, next scene we go to, and uh, Jamie's on the phone with Fran, mm-hmm. planning on seeing her at three o'clock, at which point Debbie beeps in, and she has to go to the cemetery as well. <laughs> so this funeral has now turned into also go- going to the service and now going to the cemetery. Yeah. So she's going to be even later. And she switches over, and or Jamie beeps back into Fran, <laughs> and that's the way that Beeps said, back is like me saying the door goes in. off. The door goes yeah. off. Yeah, she beeps back in on the phone. And uh, <laughs> and she says, uh, so we'll see you at four? No, I said four. Uh, She's just going with it. She finally pulls yeah. a Jamie on Fran, which I don't think we've ever seen. I think you're right. Fran's yeah. hard to pull one over on. Yeah, we went from three o'clock to four o'clock seamlessly. Yeah. Good job, Jamie. She earned some major points by doing that with Paul. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jed is sitting on the couch playing Game Boy. And um, with Murray, I love just the two. Yeah. I love the juxtaposition. Yeah, they know how to take care of the one on the right. <laughs> they don't know what to do with the one on the left. It's true. And so they they're looking at him. They think, should we feed him? That ki- that made me laugh out loud. Yeah, I so think because I can relate. Feed. Yep, they decide to feed him. Hey, Jed, you want something to eat? Okay. Okay. What do you want? Butter. Butter and nothing. Just want a big plate of butter. <laughs> yeah. Does your mom let you eat that at home? Yeah. I don't think so. She does. She does not. Does too. Does not. Does too. Does not. Does too. Butter. (laughs) A big plate of butter. And that devolves into Jamie and Jed doing an is not is too. Yeah, right. Just so fun. That's such a weird (laughs) food to lie about. Yes. Yeah. That's what I love. It's like not a chocolate bar. Kids love butter. I mean, adults love butter. There's a gourmet adults restaurant <laughs> called Butter near Is Super, really? uh, you know, near right next to the public theater. I did not oh, know yeah. that. <laughs> I've never been. 
Always wanted to. Packed with kids. We'll make just kidding. I'm sure. So Paul queues up a John Wayne movie. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So what happened? Does that mean they just didn't settle up their debt? Well, well, they couldn't watch Aladdin. And they couldn't although, find a movie. Yeah, and they couldn't find a movie. Right. So they just decided, yeah. It's weird. So Paul queues up a John Wayne movie and retreats back to the kitchen where Jamie is lamenting the fact that they have no kids. Yeah, food. right. Yeah. Which I guess would be mac and cheese, have... sure. peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> End of list. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, chicken, uh, chicken nuggets. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Great. Great. And French fries yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have no kid food. How can we have no kid food? And Paul says, probably because we have no kids. And Jamie says, but someday. Paul says, you want to shop now for oh, them? Oh, great. <laughs> Which I like a lot. Um, And yeah, Jed wants uh, milk. He wants to have milk and a cheese sandwich with mustard. Isn't that now, weird? It's a little weird. For sure. Absolutely. They, Jamie and Paul, I think the writers think that the concept of non-fat milk is very funny. Maybe. No, it wasn't new. We were drinking that since I was like a little kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But whenever milk comes up, they're always just like, ooh, non-fat milk. In this episode or in the show? In the show. It's happened really? a bunch. Yes. I never noticed. Mm-hmm. They've been like, uh, wanted, uh, oh, we wanted, uh, we had champagne and pate. Instead, non-fat milk and peanut butter. Oh, that's right. And there's another time also. And here it's just like, you want, uh, we've got milk. Uh, or Jed says he wants milk. And they, they specify, we've got non-fat. And it's like, hey, uh, just pour some milk. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> this to me is like a, ve- like a ve- not vegan, but like a vegetarian ham and cheese sandwich or something. You know what I mean? Or ham and turkey sandwich. Yeah. Uh, they're watching their weight. Yeah. Right. Because it it's, it's most of the tastes you want. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're watching their weight, except the only ingredient they removed is probably the healthiest one. <laughs> Sure. Turkey. Sure, sure. Versus bread and cheese. <laughs> Are you doing the reverse Atkins Russ? <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get by, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, my vegetarian buddy in high school, we'd walk by McDonald's on the way home a lot, and he would order two cheeseburgers, no meat. And he loved it. Okay. It's just pickles. Sure. Ketchup, mustard, and cheese. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. It's a good sandwich. <laughs> you, is that a uh you've got a McDonald's hack? Yeah, McDonald's hack. Yeah. This the secret menu at McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> Non-animal style. <laughs> no animals. No animals. Plant style. <laughs> so, yeah, Paul wants to let him eat on the couch yeah. while he watches the movie. And Jamie's not having that. Mm-hmm. And Jamie, Jamie wants him to eat standing in the kitchen. Which I, I get. Oh, yeah. But she should have had him go to the kitchen table. Their huge kitchen to, table. That's true. They've got a huge table. Yeah. Or, or yeah, go to the other room. Yeah. They've got a table out Fair. there. You've got a chair. So, yeah. But instead, yeah, they talk a little bit about running around. I wasn't allowed to run around my house pell-mell when I was growing up, were you? No, we never ran pell-mell. We'd run willy-nilly, we'd run helter-skelter, and <laughs> when companies was over, we would run amok. Fun words. A delightful a little. A classic Mad About You fun there. word run. <laughs> this felt like uh, Paul Reiser might have had this little bit, and then was just like, okay, what can we do to write an episode around yeah. this? <laughs> Well, you know, there's a uh, th- there's a few more. I'm sure you'll agree in this episode that feel like they came out of his act. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Pell mell. Never hear that enough. Pell mell. It's a good one. It is. It's the it's the best of all. Of oh, them, by far. For sure. Yeah. I got I got to incorporate it some more into your life. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna just use it pell mell. I don't think you should use it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know. <laughs> it's like you picked up so... my gun and shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I should get a gun. Bang. Boom. Yeah. 
so Paul lets Jed eat on the couch. Jamie does not like this. They do a nice he job made... building the uh, parental argument thing. Because yeah. they have like a small moment at the video store. Mm-hmm. And then this one's like a little bigger. Because yeah. you you see it happening because Jamie yes. confronts him. And you're like, you saw he did do that. He, he You got to be a unified front. It's true. Yes. And as we non-parents I mean, that, know. That continues the whole time. <laughs> in the episode but yeah it's you know it includes paul saying it's not our kid yeah and jamie says but someday yeah she's repeating this again and paul's just saying let's just get through the day fair and i uh, see both sides for sure it's a it's a fair argument for both yeah Yeah, absolutely that's my head most of the time both philosophies this means everything but also nothing yes (laughs) where most of the time i'm i will say yeah this is unimportant unless it's something that i think is important and then it's the most important thing that could possibly happen oh interesting me too yeah i think that's the way people are. yeah that's fascinating so paul packs up to leave in order to make the dock and jed asks if he can help a couple of times yeah uh, it's which, so uh father sunny it's very like, can i come to cradle. work with you yeah Would you say katzenberg paul, cats in the cradle oh yeah right yeah i'm like hey paul take the kid yeah right come on that's one thing where you know part of it is just like jamie watch the kid paul's got to work right the other thing is like hey take the kid this is the best kid right the kid's great and also what you're doing is not hard like yeah he's gonna watch you put tape on the ground relax yeah (laughs) absolutely and especially since you screwed this day up, you could take the kid. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And Jamie comes back into the shot and she is playing games. Yeah. A game with ninjas. Yeah. You ever have a Game Boy? Yeah. Not me, man. Oh, that, me, your life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to beat around the bush, Russ. I got it in the Philippines. Yeah. So I had, it only came, it came with one game that was this okay. like, super like Filipino hack job of games. And it was just a cartridge that said like 500 games in one. And I was like, (laughs) awesome. Except they were all the same game. (laughs) Basically. Like it was like, it would be like Super Mario bro. Like I think Super Mario World was the Game Boy one. It was like Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2, which is like Super Mario World. (laughs) Except right. it's a little faster or something. Right, right, and then it'd be right, like right, Crazy right. Super Mario World, which is also yeah. the exact same game. <laughs> and then like Excite Bike was one. And there'd be like twenty Excite Bikes and like Regular Mario World. Yeah. It was uh, a no- yeah, right. Yeah. Some uh, pretty cool Mario World. <laughs> Mario World that feels different if you've been playing the other ones and then stopped for a long time and then came back. It was uh pretty disappointing the first time I put it on. <laughs> Mario World, where uh, the graphics are inverted, so everything that was black is now white, and everything that was white is now black. Very good. That might have been a real one. <laughs> that might have been. <laughs> but Game Boys were Wonderful. great. Yeah, I never had, but I, I would sometimes play, and uh, yeah, they were always a blast. So Jamie re-enters playing the Game Boy, and uh, Paul's got to leave for work, and Jamie does not answer the phone when it rings, but instead Jed answers the phone. Oh, this made me laugh out loud, too. Yeah, to which Paul responds, ooh, that's handy. (laughs) (laughs) Having the kid answer the phone, and tragedy because it is Lou on the phone, and Paul needs to talk around him and, uh, you know, figure out how to to keep him off the trail, Mm -hmm. but he's gonna show up to the shoot and ruin everything uh, i love jamie paul pulls a jamie and yeah. jamie coaches him on how to do it's it great. best which i yeah. love 
Yeah. Jamie suggests telling Lou, you know, shooting the parade was his yeah. idea. Yeah. And so Paul's just like, it was your idea. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is all too late because Lou is coming over. Which is bad news and... for Paul. Great news for us. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's not my favorite um, of Lou's episodes. No, but he still does well. It's fun. And uh, at this point, Jed spills the milk. Mm-hmm. Lou's coming over. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, sorry ain't going to help me now. Oh, uh, I said you can't spill cheese. Remember you know that? what? This what? is all important. I didn't approve the beverage. Why don't you I... just go up and shoot your film and I will take care of him? Oh, you're going to be okay with that? No, I'm not okay with that. All right, exactly. Guys, it happens. <laughs> Adorable. The kid is the most mature one. Everybody loves it. Everybody's laughing. (laughs) And so, yeah. So then we go to (laughs) the next scene. And scene. (laughs) And scene. Yeah, we're wrapping it. Great. So (laughs) what happened? What do we think, everybody? How did that feel? How did that feel? (laughs) That's it. So Jamie has made it to level eight of the ninja game. And Paul is just getting back after... Taping out his yeah, shots. Yeah. Oh, and then Jed's he asleep knows. on her lap. Yes. Very, very sweet. Uh, Paul grabs Jed's ankles and pulls them off of Jamie. Yeah, like a tablecloth on yeah. a set table. It, the same trick. You gotta go quick. You gotta go quick. Yeah. And Jamie is finally getting ready to meet Fran. Finally. It's four o'clock. It is four o'clock already. Oh, she's gonna be late then. Yeah, yeah. She's already late. Yeah. And Paul's got all this work to do. Paul still does not want her to go. Paul, come on, man. Yeah, it's like you guys had a deal. Watch the kid yeah. for a couple hours. Yeah. Fran's Paul still getting over w- her husband abandoning her apropos of nothing. So absolutely. Paul says, Who's gonna watch him? Jamie says, take a guess. So, you know, they fight a little bit about parental responsibilities. Well, who's who's gonna watch him? Take a guess. I have all this work to do. You know that. Have you ever heard of equal involvement, equal parenting? Yes. Well, I made him lunch. Okay, I washed the tape with him. I read him family service. I cleaned up the milk. Yes, but you left a wet paper towel sitting on the counter, which I had to throw into the garbage. And I'm going to throw out that garbage. So go throw out the garbage. I'm going to go meet Fran. You can't meet Fran because i got to shoot a parade. God, this is so typical. You're going to run off to work while I sit home with a kid. Just tell me how it's typical. This has never happened here, ever. Jamie saying, this is so typical, is really Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's no such thing as typical. They don't have kids. (laughs) Love it. So Jed wakes up. I thought that he was going to be sick. What did you think? Did that come to your mind at all? Just when he wakes up? Yeah, he wakes up and he's kind of like, Aunt Jamie. And I was just like, oh, here's where he starts throwing up all over. Oh, no. It, no? it all happened so okay. fast. I didn't even process it. That's fair. You're like because Paul. He, I guess so. Yeah, because yeah, Paul says something about it. Yeah, about him. Uh, he goes, now he's got having... malaria. Look at this. Now he's got malaria. Which also yeah. killed me. Nothing <laughs> like a good old Jewish hyperbolic reaction. <laughs> oh, it's a classic J-H-R. <laughs> Uh, this type of reaction runs in my family. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah like yeah, Moses yeah, yeah, must yeah. have been like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This this water. I don't know. This, this sea is going to. We're going to park. Yeah, this I guess it was gonna... a bad example because <laughs> he, he had to deal with really big things. <laughs> Just like, oh, I, look, I, now I... bugs. No, but... <laughs> So Jed wants to go trick-or-treating. And so Paul and Jamie kind of look at each other. Jamie agrees to take him trick-or-treating with Paul, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Such a nice thing to do. Yeah, they're going through all these big steps with the kid today Yeah, as parents. It's true. Absolutely. This is a great episode. I love this episode. So much happens. And we're not even done with the things happening. He has no costume, though. Yeah. 
And so Jamie agrees to make. Jamie comes up with the idea of I'll make you one. Which is so sweet. So <gasps> sweet. Oh, that's why it feels familiar. I think Michelle uh -oh. Pfeiffer's character does that in One Fine Day. Really? Right? I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know if it's Halloween, but she definitely has to make costumes for one or both of the kids with stuff in her purse. Interesting. Anyway. Cool. You haven't seen that movie? I have not. Ugh. Skip the wire and whatever other oh, scrubs. Just watch one fine day. Just watch one yeah. fine day. Oh, this morning there was a uh, scrubs marathon on TV. Did you watch a little? That was I did not. It was what? on TV as I was halfway waking up, and as I was drifting in and out of consciousness, I heard Richard Kind. <laughs> <gasps> That's funny. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you didn't hear yeah. uh, Mr. Farrar? Uh no, I did. Or if or if I did, I didn't notice sure. it. But yeah, so Jamie or Jed wakes up. We already got Jed awake. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Jed comes in and he is dressed yeah, as Aladdin. Yeah, we're in the next scene. It's night. Next scene. It's Yeah, I just keep on repeating. So Jed wakes up over and over again. <laughs> and every time the episode's a little different. Yeah, it's a Groundhog Day episode. <laughs> so Jed is dressed as Aladdin yeah. because Jamie's the best. Wearing khakis. A purple shirt, a vest, undoubtedly. He borrowed one of their vests. <laughs> a red turban, and Murray has a hump. Boy, did the audience go crazy. Crazy for Murray, Murray the, the camel. camel. Which, so I don't know if you felt this. I'm not exaggerating. I genuinely, watching Maui's performance of this scene, he genuinely looked for the first time just like a dog and not an actor because he just looked like disoriented <laughs> and confused and just like, what? Is, what is, is there something on my back? Are we shooting? What's going on right now? I did not Why are there belts? That, Why am I wearing belts? Really What's funny. the thing on my back? <laughs> Do I have lines? I did it. I miss a cross? Can someone tell me what's going on? <laughs> Like, if you watch it again, he looks so confused, so much, because normally sure. he's like, you know, like right. James Cagney said, he hits his mark, he tells the truth. <laughs> Perfect. This time, a little Not bit so shaky. much, yeah. That's really funny. So they get ready to go, trick or treating, and yeah, Paul's going to go with them, mm -hmm. he guesses. Didn't want to, but he's going to make yeah, it happen. Yeah, it's like, come on, Paul, right. step up. Yeah, and as they get to the door, Lou is at the door. Mm. And Lou's got ideas. My favorite. Oh, my favorite thing about Lou is the ideas. <laughs> Lots more snapping. Jamie says, we're about to go trick-or-treating. And Lou just goes, cool. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Which is the best response. I once saw Larry, Miller's at, Larry Miller at Jerry's Deli and my knees buckled. I believe it. Oh, man. That guy's... Oh, he's so funny. Yeah. Always, always, always. So Lou, we learned, has moved all of Paul's camera <laughs> positions. And he's getting he's more undone, ideas. He's undone all of the work yep. that Paul's done. Yeah, and he has more ideas. So Paul needs Jamie to cover and go trick-or-treating solo. Which and I get. Ja yeah, it, at this but point, it's just also, like. Also, she's like, okay. come for 10 minutes. And it's like, yeah, Paul, yes. go for. Uh, what, what is the parade? Sick? It's not the eclipse. It lasts exactly. a few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 you got a pen and pencil? I'm getting more ideas. Oh, you see what I'm dealing with? I here? understand that, but she promised him, and it'll only take ten minutes. I, Come you on. know, I thought I could go, but I don't. I don't think I can. But she promised. I know, but I, I, look, I would love I, I to go. I don't think right now is such a great time to have this argument. Okay, but you know, I don't think it would really be a terrible thing if you gave me like a little bit of slack right well, here. Well, sweetie, uh, Jed and I were just talking about how 
we wouldn't kill you dead. To take 10 minutes and come trick-or-treating with us. Right. You know, at the same time, it wouldn't really myrtleize you to Fine. go by your... I will catch up with you, I swear. <laughs> Her saying, I don't think it would kill you dead to take 10 minutes (laughs) is a really great way of phrasing it. I missed that. And then Paul responds that, well, you know, it wouldn't myrtleize you, which is a fun way of saying murder. Wow. (laughs) I really missed that. Yeah. It wouldn't myrtleize you to such and such. I stopped listening. Yeah. And so, yeah, all of that is super duper fun. And they leave. And Paul asks Lou, Lou, what's up? And Lou says, I might have a date this weekend. <laughs> He's on the eternal search for a date. Just the worst. Which is the dude. weirdest Ugh. subplot with him. Because <laughs> it's like, we don't care. So, yeah. It's so funny to me to have, because most plots of anything are love stories. It's right. so funny to me to have the pursuit of romance be like the last, like the afterthought. Yeah. Just the. <laughs> Uh, certainly his. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just nobody nobody cares, yeah. Luke. <laughs> so Jed and Jamie head out to go trick-or-treating mm-hmm. and they meet our very favorites. He, first yep. things first. <clears throat> trick-or-treat! I beg your pardon. <laughs> trick-or-treat. I'm sorry, am I supposed to do something? Um, it's Halloween. <laughs> Oh, yes, that American pumpkin holiday. You're supposed to give him some candy. Who is that, dear? Uh, It's 11D. What does she want? Uh, She seems to be begging for food. (laughs) (laughs) See, every year on Halloween, the kids go door to door and you give them candy. Why? It's a tradition. Well, I might have some pudding or something. (laughs) See you later. Oh, it's good oh. to have them back. So good. They're so funny. So, so good. Also, they're so they, mad still. They crush everything in this. As always. They do. I was, as soon as he knocked on the door, I was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I got excited again. And the, that and American pumpkin holiday. <laughs> she seems to be begging for food. <laughs> <laughs> and then I might have some pudding or something. Oh. So good. Also, it should be noted that Jed is trick-or-treating with a Zabar's bag. Yeah. Which is very wonderful and very New York. I wonder if they flew one in or made a fake one. I don't know which would be easier. It's a great question. That is a great question. We'll have to ask. We should have, ooh, we should have people place bets on things like this. (laughs) We should have audience members place bets, and then if we ever get the interview, there'll be winners and losers, and we'll take 10% (laughs) of the action. It's time we start financially profiting off <laughs> yeah, of this podcast. You know the only way to profit. House always wins. <laughs> so then we get into... Yeah, we go to the Paul roof. saying, yeah, yeah. Paul's asking, how long do we... How long does trick-or-treating usually last? His, his assistant says, you're in trouble, huh? Yeah, yeah. His assistant played by uh, Marva Hicks. Yes. Oh, gosh, who was very young. This was 93. I think we met her already. Didn't Wait. We? Oh, she's different... his uh, secretary, yeah. right? Yeah. I can't remember her no, name. No, you're right, because yes. I'm looking at her. Yeah. She was in Carolina <laughs> Change. page, and I'm like, oh, these are, wow, she's been in a lot of the same wow. stuff. As... <laughs> yeah. She... <laughs> as the last woman who played uh, her se- his secretary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about yes, that? we've met her. She's the one who had the whole thing about uh, PBS not bringing toast to yes. work. By the way, uh, Jen pointed out that that is an, about 
PBS being very cheap. No. At PBS, they don't even... Bring, I get, you, you I got get that, that part. part. I don't get why, why... Why other places have it. Why are we even talking about bread? Like, it's a... Gr- like, it doesn't... Uh, <laughs> oh. I don't want to think about that part. <laughs> Me neither. So, Lou is there, and he is eating candy corn. Mm. Hi. These things give you energy. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Hi. We should give some to the crew, cut down on that overtime. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> These things give you energy. <laughs> Just what he needs. Oh, he shines a flashlight right in Paul's face. Uh, yeah, Paul almost like falls over the edge of the building, right? Yeah, lots of uh, lots of people almost falling or throwing themselves yes. out of high places. Which a lot of people say, that's what parenthood is like. Hey, look at you. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So Jamie and Jed, we go back to Jamie and Jed. They are still trick-or-treating. They approach a door. She says, no, no, we hate them. And Jed says, and Jamie, do you like them? (laughs) Trick-or-treat. Oh, hey, look at him. Uh, Honey, do you have the certificates? Here they are. (laughs) What is this? Oh, we're not giving candy this year. Instead, we're making a donation in each child's name to the Bosnian relief effort. (laughs) Excuse me? Well, we think it's important that the boy feel good about himself. You don't have a Snickers? Oh, man. These people are just ridiculous. <laughs> the Well, the, the woman in the scene is uncredited, but the man's played by Aaron Lustig. Okay. I feel like I know that name. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you do. I don't think he I was do. in Edward Scissorhands. I don't. I don't. I don't know it, but I feel like I know it. <laughs> he's in Ghostbusters. I feel like he's in a lot of movies you would have seen, but uh, sure. all tiny parts. So you probably recognize him. Who did you say Wait, Ghostbusters too? Is Monkey Trouble the one with uh, John Pankow or no? No, that's Monkey Shine. Ah, I'm getting my monkey movies mixed up. What'd you ask me? You are. Did you, were you gonna say Ghostbusters two? Who do you play? Norman the producer. I don't know what that is. Uh, I might know it if I saw it. Um. Oh, he was in NCIS so- Los Angeles. That's so ridiculous. If I were to see his scene, yeah, I know. I didn't call you. And on then it. also, and then also see this yeah. scene of this show. I you think I might be able to say yeah. these are the same guy. This is the same guy. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Russ is really. This is no exaggeration. Really good at matching. <laughs> <laughs> like really good it, it, at matching. <laughs> <laughs> He'll always just be walking around me like, hey, that looks like that. And it's like, yeah, those are the same things, man. Way to go. <laughs> Remember that time I saw you in a mirror and my head exploded? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time you saw you and the guy who plays Jed <laughs> as an adult? <laughs> oh. oh, God. So, yeah. Lou says, I can't believe no one's ever written a song about candy corn. <laughs> yeah, we're back and on the roof. It, he says it so earnestly. <laughs> he really can't get over it. And then he asks Paul, when are you going to have kids? Hey, when are you guys going to have kids? What? What, 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 what is it with you people? Who? Well, what, everybody. It's like, no matter what you're doing, it's never enough for people. You know what I mean? You're, you're going out with somebody. When are you two going to get married? So then you, no, no, no. Then, then you get married. So then it's, when are you two going to have kids? You have kids? When are your kids going to get married? And like, it's never, I can imagine the end of my life, there's going to be like people just gathered around us going, so when are you two going to die? <laughs> After a while, I've had it. You know what I mean? You have it up to here. I've just I've had it. It's enough. It's enough. My fault. <laughs> That's the bit that feels to me right from his ass. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, then Paul launches into a monologue from fatherhood. Yeah, yeah, which is a great monologue. For sure. And so true. Yeah, it's very, very good. Jamie knows 
that there are people inside because we go back to trick-or-treating uh-huh. and yeah they approach a door and jamie knows there's someone in the door she hears people clicking and uh locking things she can see somebody's eyeball in the uh the people yeah i love that yeah that's and she gets mad it's so good that's what i used to be like just avoiding people at all no costs. just like my building in the east village there'd be a lot of weird stuff like you just hear weird noises sometimes in the middle of the night and i'd yeah. get that people being like what's going on out there Sure. Sometimes it was a little sure, sure. weird. <laughs> I hear you. But you don't want to engage. You just want to see. <laughs> right. It's the New York you building equivalent of rubbernecking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jamie says, why don't you tell him there's no such thing as Santa Claus, too? Uh, yeah. And Jed says, there's no Santa Claus. Well, I love Jamie that. Says, Jamie says, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Which is straight out of Paul. That is a very oh, yeah, Paul Buckman right. slash Paul Reiser yeah. thing to say. You're right. And that brings us to the roof for the final time. Which, yeah, Jamie comes up there, Paul's alone. And I was like, yep. oh, I'm sorry. Is it last week? <laughs> yeah. It's very similar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Jamie shows up Absolutely. to Paul's place of work. In this case, yep. their roof. Yep. And it's very serious. For sure. They get they get right down to yeah. it. And Jamie, yeah, Jamie says, your nephew is so sweet, my uterus That's hurts. a great line. The audience um, loves that line. Yeah, it's a good one. Paul feels genuinely bad about not getting to say goodbye, but he also makes a joke about, ah, he couldn't take 10 minutes. To, yeah, that's yeah. the problem with kids today. It is cats in and the yeah, cradle. Yeah, Jamie gets really mad. You bailed on me. When it's our kid, are you going to bail on me then too? Which I think is fair. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and he says, why would you think that? She says, you gave me a whole day to think. Yeah. And it's just like, oh. This really rang a bell. Yeah. I didn't remember this episode at all, but this scene I remember. I, uh, I'm not sure if I remember it. I'm not either. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. She's. At one, this is at this point. She also says, "All right, I'll see you later," and then she uh, pretends that she's going to throw herself. Over yeah, the side of the right, building. right. That's what we call a motif for sure. And so, uh, yeah, and then they they kind of round things up here. I'll see you later. Come here, come here. No, I mean, like, hey, listen. <laughs> Can I tell you something. Nobody is good at this the first time. Think about it. Most of you screwed up people would be like your older siblings. Yeah, we had one adorable kid for half a day and we barely made it. How do people do it? I don't know. My guess would be they're better than us. I want us to be good at this. We will. Listen, when it counts, we're going to be great. Do you promise? Yeah. You know, we weren't so good at us right away either. That's true. Yeah, and then... You know, finally you straightened out, so that helped a lot. Very sweet. They stick the landing. That also feels like something from Fatherhood. I don't know if it is. And also, I don't think he'd written Fatherhood yet. No, I think you're probably right. These are right. the seeds, you know? How does this work? How does that yeah. work? How do I not things work? Yeah, yeah. They uh, they, they get to that in just a moment. This past clip, I believe, was about oh, how... Oh, look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Now I'm the disoriented tough. one. It's tough. How about how, when it counts, we're going to be good. We weren't great at us at first either. Ah, yeah, yeah. Which is Th- nice. That is nice. Is, is, um... That's one of those that I always... Whenever there's a line like that in this show, I picture all the couples watching it in 1993 and reacting yeah. in their heads and maybe either yeah, saying yes. something or not saying something but like it yeah. having an impact yeah yeah 50,000 homes in America all go oh yeah at the same yeah, time right <laughs> 50,000 of the uh, shows canceled the yeah. next week <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry about your terrible yeah. ratings, Matt, about you. <laughs> oh, but I'm NBC, just... we had 50,000 viewers last week. <laughs> this, this is one of the biggest shows wait, how many do they normally get? <laughs> Million, <laughs> millions. Oh wow. Okay. Oh no. We'll do better. We'll do better. Oh, oh look, we got gosh. a fan letter. 
Oh, God. Uh, so, yes, Paul is terrified of parenthood and of screwing up. That's going to be us in a couple of years. Think about it. God, you're terrified. You bet, yes. I am too. No, but not like me. I mean, the whole concept of it, I'm just, it's just like, it's, it's inconceivable to me. How, especially like the whole childbirth part, forget it. I, I definitely will be there for that part. I know, but like, in, like you know, schools, you got to find the right schools, and like, they get sick. A lot of times boy, they get oh sick. Oh, boy, this poor kid. Oh. Ours. Uh, yeah. How does this work? How does that yeah. work? Who knows? Very good fears. Who can ever know? Yeah. And Jamie sticks it with, boy, oh boy, this poor kid. Mm-hmm. And Paul says, who? Jamie says, ours. Mm-hmm. But they're going to get through it together, folks. And boy, do that they. Takes us, that takes us out to the tag, where Larry Miller is yelling, candy corn, from the roof. It's his song. He drops. Yeah. He does the candy corn song. song. <laughs> candy corn! <laughs> we got to include that one. <laughs> right. ah, ah. Just so everyone knows, Russ wasn't going to include it, and I'm including it. Great. I've been superseded. Oh, I it's love that one. song. It's just I'm candy corn. Ha, cha, 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 cha. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So that's the way that this episode ends. I loved it from top to bottom. I liked it a lot. Fair. What about the, I don't have to Fine. love it. So, you know. No, you do. We have to feel the same <laughs> way about the same things at the same time. <laughs> it's very important to me. <sighs> rise, guys. Rise, gals. Hunters and huntresses. Very nice. It's yeah. great to have you. Thank you so much for listening. What a blast. I Hey, you know what? I still do musical improv on Tuesdays at the Magnet Theater with Squash. You should come and see us. We're a lot of fun. John, what's doing? Uh, if any of you live <laughs> anywhere near Statesville, North Carolina, Ooh. which is in North Carolina somewhere. <laughs> no, it's about an hour and a half away from Raleigh. And you're free the weekend of September 16th. Go check out the Full Bloom Film Festival and see hey. a short blog called Curious and Curiouser, which has my film playing uh, twice that weekend called This Is That Night, a little rom-com. How cool. So I don't know if any of you do live in North Carolina, but if you do, even if you got to drive like seven hours, go. I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> check it out. Get the word out, everybody. That's awesome, John. Love it. I am reachable at... Russ Fader on Twitter and also at Mad About You Pod. Yeah, hit us up, tweet guys. Us. Tweet Facebook at Mad About You Pod. Email at Mad About or Mad About You Pod at Gmail. Those are the three. Those are the ones we want to talk to you about yeah. this stuff. Subscribe to us on iTunes, rate, review us, Stitcher, TuneIn, FM, all the yeah, all of them. Everything. All of them. Everything. And tell your friends and family and uh, coworkers if you got nothing oh, to say please, to them. This is a great Please topic. tell your coworkers. Yeah. This is a really good elevator thing. Yeah. <laughs> you... yeah, I thought I thought that meant like to elevate your career. I get it now. No, 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 yeah. no, no. It means it, well, it'll do both. If you're in an elevator, because here's what happens: you're in an elevator, you're going up to your floor. You say, "I'm listening to this podcast." You, you whisper it just like this. You say, "I'm listening to a podcast called Mad About Mad About You." Yeah, and then you say, "I got a if... podcast tip, <laughs> real hot they podcast li- tip." They listen to it. They call you in. They say you're a partner of our company. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> That's how. Yeah, it works. I mean we're both partners. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> how do you think we got here? Oh man, plug in other people's podcasts. There you go. It's a, a a straight line. And if you find ten listeners, you could become a partner of Mad About Mad About You. <laughs> the pyramid scheme. <laughs> oh gosh. 
Uh, well, our theme music is by John D. Ivy. He's the best. Our logo is by Nathan Diffie, D-I-F-F-E-E. He is on Twitter, and he's the best. Uh, our sound mixing was done by Vuk Ivanovic, uh, who I've never met personally, but over uh, email is very, very cool. Yeah, great crack team we've got. Mm-hmm. So that's what's doing. Happy Halloween, John. Ugh, happy Halloween, Russ. <laughs> We'll do this again next week? Yeah, yeah, we got to. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I want to, I meant. That's what I meant. Oh, man. Well, folks, I am Russ Fader. I'm John Marbley. And And this this is is what what we're we're saying. saying.